This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of having my friend Harry Singh, who is the founder and CEO and evangelist from CrossFit NYC. Harry, welcome to Halo Talks. Thank you. So, um, so we both spent a lot of time on uh, on Long Island, and uh, you know, I used to, I know they used to run the uh, run the Dairy Barn. So, from Dairy Barns to CrossFit, uh, maybe give our listeners a little background on your illustrious career and um you know now you've got two crossfit nyc and you're uh you're helping a lot of people uh, get the results they want and uh, i'm sure it wasn't always an, an easy journey so uh you know tell us your story and uh, we can talk and give some people some tips along the way well i was um i was with dairy barn almost my entire career i was president for the last 15 or 18 years and um this crazy crossfit thing started in new york and uh, I joined, so I wasn't one of the founders. I came in shortly thereafter, but um, we never thought we'd get 30 people and be <laughs> able to pay you know, $3,000 a month rent. It was a real high, you know, low probability of success, but I, I wanted to see it last, and when I joined, we were the 16th affiliate in the world, so wow. it was, everyone was on their own. Um, and so I bought out one of the early partners for not a lot of money. And then who knew CrossFit took off. And, and you're friends with uh, from, from Glassman from the beginning. Um, so how did that connectivity with the, you know, not necessarily the franchisor, but the, you know, the owner of the, the license and the movement, how did that help you feel like, you know, you were you know, in, in the right boat in that, uh, you know, all these things were happening to the brand and, you know, helping you build a real business? Well, I didn't know that we were building a real business and I wasn't counting on it being a real business. That was a, a, a pleasant surprise. I did know Glassman um, fairly well early on. So much got done through the website and through the comments and through the daily posts. And probably just before I got involved, um, Greg Glassman would literally get on the phone Sunday night with all the affiliates in the world, all 12 of them, and talk about, you know, impossible problems like, what do you buy bumper plates? <laughs> Nobody sells bumper plates in where I live or um, all kinds of problems like that. So we were lucky enough that we really got to hear a lot of uh, how Glassman thinks about the CrossFit and, and what the objective is straight from the horse's mouth, you know, really right from the beginning. And um, as it's gotten bigger and bigger, what's interesting to me is he's not saying anything different today with 15,000 affiliates than he was saying when we had 15 affiliates. So it's it's been interesting. So when when you got involved, and um, you know, for the, for the listeners here that that don't know, you know, CrossFit is um, you know a certification, and and once you get through the certification, you're allowed to use the CrossFit name. So there's really no exclusivity on territories. You know, it's basically the more the merrier in in, in all these different areas. So from a business standpoint, you know, there there's probably some concern about, okay, well, what if somebody opens up across the street from me at the same time, when you create a movement, you don't necessarily want to put, you know, uh, artificial barriers around how many people you can help because, you know, there, there's an initiative to get people to live healthier lives and stronger. So how did you think about that? Given your you know business background and, you know, saying, Hey, you know, I get it, but you know, I also, uh, you know, I, there's also some like business governance that, you know, I'm, I'm, 
letting go to the, to the side, you know, by, by buying into this? Well, the, it's a double-edged sword, right? So there's no exclusivity, but there's no quarter of a million dollar fee up front. Right, right. We pay $500 a year um, for our affiliate fee at CrossFit NYC, and that's the sum total of what we pay CrossFit. So it didn't come with a great deal of risk that way. I knew from listening carefully to Glassman from the early days exactly what his position was going to be, and it was going to be more or less. It's the survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I, Glassman, don't know exactly what will make your affiliate in Manhattan work better or worse than anyone else's. I'll give you my best advice, and um, other people are going to come, and the uh, best of you will be around. That approach works, right? Because now affiliate fees are five thousand a year. Right, but, still not a big barrier. To, but you to know, entry. you collect that. I'm not doing his math, and I don't really care. But the business grew tremendously. What I thought early on was, this is an industry that has no barriers to entry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how do you win in an industry that has no barriers to entry? I mean, basically, you have to be more efficient and be better at it than anyone else is going to be. So one of the decisions that I made early on was we were going to do only CrossFit. So a lot of affiliates do CrossFit plus yoga, CrossFit plus martial arts. I decided, no, there's 10,000 yoga studios in New York, and I don't didn't want to be number 10,002 and not do it as well as anyone else. But right now, there's one CrossFit in New York, and someday there'll be 25, and I could probably be the best of those 25. So let me do that. And that's been our strategy from day one. So mm-hmm. when people say, well, what about, you want to go do yoga? I'm not knocking you, but we also don't have tennis courts. Right. Um, this is who we are, and this is this is what we do. And I knew in New York, you know, there's enough people that would want that. You know, and this is the triathlon capital of the world because you've just got way disproportionate number of type A mm-hmm. personalities that want to do hard stuff, that want the best or the most authentic. So that's where we settled, and that strategy's worked. So when you look at, um, I, I always, uh, when I'm out West, I always go to in and out Burger and I'm fascinated by like, they've never had an urge to like add more products or um, drinks, you know, food or drinks to the menu, you know, just stuck with, you know, this is what we do. You got six choices. You know, when you look at, at CrossFit NYC and you've seen some other affiliates and you've seen some other boot camps, um, you know, proliferate, but it seems like, you know, when I went to your location, you've got people that are you know, believe in, in the, you know, it's almost like the empirical formula and like you don't really mess with the, with the formula. So how, how has that helped you get a, a, a member base that's, you know, continues to thrive and, and tell their friends, you know, look, this is, you know, this is my place and I go there three, four days a week and there's a lot of noise, but, you know, CrossFit is CrossFit and, you know, people don't like to deviate from it once they're in it. Well, first off, you asked how I got the formula. It turns out that in CrossFit, there actually is a formula that um, 
we don't spend a lot of time talking about it because it's a little too theoretical, but Glassman asked and answered a question that none of the other boutique gyms around us have asked or even tried to answer, and that is, what is fitness? Mm -hmm. And it's not a rhetorical question. Everyone's answer, if you really press them long enough and hard enough, is sort of a variant of the... Uh, quip from the Supreme Court justice. I don't know what pornography, I can't define pornography, but I know it when I see it. Glassman actually said fitness is work capacity, work being the ability to apply force to move something a distance for varying durations of time and in varying ways. It's a boring, perhaps, explanation, but it leads to a methodology that says you really need to learn to move in a lot of ways. You need to be able to move a lot of different things, lots of different weights, lots of different durations, lots of different exercises. You need to be able to bike and run and jump and move from one to the other. That inherently gives a tremendous amount of variation. If you walk into XYZ boot camp, at any given moment, you're doing one of seven things, probably, mm -hmm. right? You get on the treadmill first or last, you swing the pink kettlebell, or you step up, or whatever it is. And it's certainly something. With CrossFit, we're left with a tremendous amount of movements and a lot of instruction that goes into it. So right off the bat, you get a different type of personality. It's the type of person who says, huh. I'm not good at that. I can't do that. I'm weak in that area. Um, this is a challenge for me, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to immediately take the course at school that I'm good at and then find a way to get 41 of those classes without ever having to take anything that remotely challenges me. So it self-selects for a personality, I think, that's willing to say, huh, I suck at this because trust me, even up to the games winning athletes, they were all astonished somewhere along the line. You know, Rich Froning won the games four times and fell off the rope at the games the first time he tried to climb. Mm -hmm. um, and there are a million stories like that. So we get that personality and there's enough of that personality in New York. And we also get a tremendous number of people that are like foodies. Huh, I wanna try that brand of fitness. Mm -hmm. And they come and they join for a month and two months and then they move on to the next thing that has better lights or better looking coaches on the website or um, whatever may be next for them. But we've been able to fill our place with people that want to do this. How um, how much easier it is, is it to hire, you know, instructors and, and trainers when, you know, they believe exactly what you believe? Well, it's, it's probably we have 26 people on staff and probably 23 of them started out as members of our affiliate and the other three started out as members of other affiliates. And now many of them have areas of expertise, of you know, specialization. We have people that are really knowledgeable on the Olympic lifts, really knowledgeable on kettlebell swings. So they're all deeply knowledgeable in their own way. But yes, they believe in CrossFit as a methodology or um, enough that um, they certainly can explain it and teach it well. And, and when you looked at, um, you know, CrossFit partnering with, uh, 
with Reebok and um, I remember they used to have those commercials where it was like a helicopter and they had like this big um, store uh, container that, that they dropped off and it had like all the CrossFit gear and like Africa and, and Asia. You know, how did you, how did that make you feel when you're like, hey, I was like one of the first 20, you know, and now this, look, look at what's been created. And part of it's because of obviously the original affiliates. I'm, 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 I'm perfectly fine with it. The publicity that CrossFit's gotten over the years has only helped our uh, affiliate. And I'm, I benefited from the model, the, the least rents model that Glassman created, um, where we pay minimal fee and other people pay minimal fees to, to be affiliated with CrossFit. And I think it's all been, been fine. It's made CrossFit close to being a household word. It, if I ask the next 10 people that I run into, if they've ever heard of CrossFit, probably six or eight have. And that certainly was not the case in 2007. Sure, sure. So, so as you look to the future here, um, you've got two locations, great locations, one in the Nomad area, which is continuing to get built up. Um, and then Columbus Circle obviously is a you know, went through a whole, uh, you know, development process there. You know, do, do you look at those two locations and say, okay, I'm going to continue to optimize and add more classes there? Do you look at, you know, opportunities in and around other parts of the area? Do you have members saying, hey, look, I come from far away. Can you can you bring a CrossFit, you know, with this type of, uh, you know, environment to me? Or or do you feel like, you know, come, come to us and we've got two great locations and those are going to stand the last of time, you know? Um, pretty much, I, I think I'm happy with the two locations we have. There may be some economies of scale or scope of putting together a few other CrossFits that are primarily CrossFit that follow a similar philosophy, but I'm not looking to open up an, another one. And, and the answer to the question is, gee, I live on the Upper East Side. You, Why don't you be there? Well, there is one there. Right. Right. When you look at, um, you know, CrossFit and you talk about uh, some of the things that are going on on the workout recovery side, you know, do you see CrossFit kind of evolving into or, or taking advantage of some of the opportunities to, you know, basically help your community not only work out, but also recover, whether that's infrared sauna, whether that's Norma Tech, you know, how, how do you think about that as like the, the holistic view of, you know, here's everything we can provide to you and the food and so on and so forth. Or do you say, look, we're, we're your workout regimen and get the rest of your lifestyle from the, you know, from other areas? I think the latter. And I think it's consistent with our original approach that we don't do yoga and other stuff. We certainly, CrossFit has a position on diet and it's very simple. Um, basically, you should get sugar out of your life, eat meat, fish or equivalent proteins um, fruits, vegetables, little starch, no sugar, but we don't get into selling powders or potions or recovery this, or, um, th there are other people that do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe they do it well. I, I don't know, but that's not my area of specialty Got it. and, and I'm not going to do it. So w when you look back to how you ran Dairy Barn, you know, getting an MBA from, Columbia and, you know, actually putting like your business principles around, do you think that's one of the reasons why you've been able to you know, run two profitable businesses in Manhattan and, you know, that background was helpful versus the average, you know, studio operator around the country that may have been an instructor but never used QuickBooks before or, you know, some of the business principles made you a better affiliate or a better business? I, I think knowing something about business certainly helps and there's always the 
trap with small businesses that, gee, I really like to cook, so obviously I should have a restaurant, or I like to bake, and obviously I should have my own brand of cupcakes. So it, it definitely helps knowing you know, what a profit loss statement looks like, what sustainability looks like, what government regulations look like, all that was helpful. I mean, I see a very, very wide range on successful affiliate owners. Some of them do come from a business background. Some of them come from coaching backgrounds, and they're just really, really great coaches, and people will follow them off the edge of the earth. Um, there's a f wide range on why people succeed, just like um, some restaurants succeed because that really is a great chef, and he or she figured out how to make it work, and sometimes there are really good corporate restaurants that, that figure it out. And sometimes you want to just get in and out burger and there's just a range on, on what works and what backgrounds work. So, so as you think over the next couple of years, um, you know, where do you see CrossFit as a, you know, as a lifestyle and uh, do you see people coming in and doing more, you know, five K's and, and, you know, mini triathlons and coming into your locations and saying, look, I might not necessarily be preparing for a CrossFit, event, but I'm preparing for something that's similar to it. And, and you're basically known as the authority on, you know, getting, getting into that type of physical condition and mental, I guess, too. CrossFit still has a bit of a scary reputation. So there's definitely a lot of people that are, yeah, I can run a hundred miles across the desert, but I'm, I'm not going to CrossFit. Those people <laughs> are, are, are crazy. There's a range of that. And I think that that's Fading, um, I think the CrossFit Games both improved the, 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 the image of CrossFit and also made it a little bit more terrifying because people look at what goes on at the CrossFit Games and think, oh, my God. Are you, yeah. you know, that's insane. They just, they just, just, just swam four miles and now they're walking across, you know, on their hands before they start the deadlift ladder. And it is terrifying. I mean, I know those people, and it's terrifying. <laughs> um, but that really is the high end of the methodology. That's those are the NFL players of the sport, and those are the the, the major league baseball players of the sport. Yeah, good analogy. And you know, you can really enjoy little league, and you can really get good at tennis without going through what it takes to be on the court at the U.S. Open. And the uh, same thing is true of CrossFit. And people are seeing it more and more. And CrossFit is really, I think, shifting its focus in its its advertising and its marketing more towards the general public. And um, I mentioned to Glassman the last time I saw him that in this shift, I was reminded of a quip from Alan Dershowitz who said, of criminal lawyers, you can't make a living defending innocent people because there aren't enough of them. <laughs> and similarly, I'm not going to make a living running CrossFit games athletes training. Sure, sure, There's sure. just not enough of them. And if there are four of them within 50 miles of here, I'm never going to have more than one or two or none. So, um, yeah, it's great to have innocent clients, but we got to deal with people that have 40 years old, have injuries, that are, need to lose 100 pounds. There are just plenty of people that benefit from um, intense intensity and good movement and a full range of exercises that aren't going to get anywhere near the CrossFit Games. 
Yeah, well, I think the more and more of the boot camps that, that proliferate and the high-intensity uh, interval training, it seems like more and more of these concepts are moving more towards a CrossFit, which, which I think would benefit you because you're, you're already there at, you know, as known as the, you know, the workout of choice, if you're willing to work for it, you know, so I think the market's kind of swinging back. Like Gold's Gym used to be like, oh, well, that's too hardcore now. Like the market swung back towards Gold's Gym and it seems like it's swinging back towards CrossFit as well, at least in my mind. I do think that a lot of boutique gyms have taken stuff that you recognize as part of CrossFit, the the intensity, primarily I would say intensity, and miss what CrossFit's really about, which is coaching and teaching and getting people to learn to do movements and, and, and modalities that they don't know how to do. So I look at a lot of the boutique places that are, well, let's measure intensity. How about a heart monitor and, 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 and online graphics? And certainly that matters, but teaching people to row correctly matters also. Mm-hmm. And I often say to people when they discuss their favorite gym, when's the last time you walked out of there and said, I learned something today? Right. Tell me what you learned in spin, the last 300 spin classes. I learned a couple of new uh, pop songs. There you go. Thank you. Um, no, I actually am astonished that, uh, that a lot of these groups, they don't, uh, they don't teach you how to do, even if they, they have people around, but they're not focused on actually like teaching you how you should ride the bike or, or, you know, how you should do the rower, because that posture means everything to actually getting the workout done properly. And that turns out to be very hard, very hard to do on a scale in a class to do efficiently. And another one of my analogies is, you know, there's schools that are teaching physics and there are places to get physics for poets. And physics for poets is certainly more physics than nothing, but it's not the hard work of what teaching physics is. CrossFit's not physics, but there's hard work teaching people to lift stuff correctly. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work. Everyone's you know, built differently, has different length. Um, bone structure has to get their spine in the right spot. Who you know? Who wants to deal with that one? I can just turn on the candles and the music, and and you know, people love me. Turn up the heat and yeah, and turn up the heat and 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 everyone measures. Or a, there's a, a trend to measure the the efficiency of your workout by how much you sweated. Right. Right. Well. Um, it's great to have you on uh, on Halo Talks. I think people, uh, you know, have learned some things that they needed to know about, you know, how to stick true to the brand, to stick true to the workout and uh, the benefits that has of, of building a business that you have a lot of clarity on what the business is and where the business is going and who you're serving. Um, so uh, wish you continued success. Hopefully we can uh, work together and we'll get you on uh, some of our Halo uh, events and, uh, and, and I'll try and get to more CrossFit now that uh, I'm a couple blocks yeah, we, away. Yeah, we won't talk about uh, how far along you are yeah, or I'm not so far. Early, early stages of my, uh, of my CrossFit experience. So I, I owe that back to you in, uh, as a gesture for you coming on the show. So Thank you for having me. see you again, Harry. Yep, thanks. Thanks.